Cosmo, we're in Beverly Grove in your bedroom. That's that's right. We're here. Thank you for coming on. You've done all sorts of things, <laughs> yeah. mostly around virtual reality that's and right. currently exploring consciousness in new kind of ways, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Forever expansion of your state of being. Yeah, that's that's the goal. <laughs> but Mind Show is this virtual reality experience that people play. Um, and VR LA is, is an expo in mm-hmm. LA, which is kind of the world's leading expo yeah, in virtual right. reality. Mm-hmm. And you kind of started that with some mates just off the cuff, right? Yeah. VRLA began as a meetup about uh, four years ago. Mm. And two years ago. Four four year, no, time traveling now. <laughs> four years ago <laughs> in 2014. Yeah. And it was around the time when, uh, you know, the, the, DK, the DK1, the original Oculus development kit was first starting to become a thing. Yeah. And no one really knew about it. And I, was, I had been reading about it online because I was obsessed with technology. And it's like, man, no one, none of my friends have any idea what this is, right? This is a very niche thing that not a lot of people understood or really, you know, had access to because it was just coming out, like, for, for the average person. So, that was really exciting and I just wanted to meet other people. So, I was like, all right, let's create a meetup. And well, actually, I was listening to a podcast, the Rev VR podcast about mm-hmm. um, VR. Mm-hmm. And actually, that, that was kind of the whole catalyst for, you know, a, a lot of kind of what my life has become... Uh, today in the, in the last four years was was off of this 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 seed of an idea which is like hey you should start a, a, a VR meetup in your city if you don't, if you don't have one and you know so many other crazy things have, have followed from from that yeah crazy. and so mind show came after that yeah so mind show came after we started VRLA so I started VRLA with a bunch of people um, with Johnny John Adam. Jess, James, Kate, Christian, number <laughs> Shelley, so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mind Show began um, with one of my co-founders, Johnny Ross, who's a film at the time. He was a film director uh, and uh, I think commercial director actually. Mm-hmm. And he had this idea of how you could tell a story in virtual reality. And we had started VRLA together, and. Um, Ultimately, he he asked me to to join his company, mm. and I was like, "Yeah, sounds cool." Because at at, at that time as well, I was uh, studying film production at USC in Los Angeles. So I came out here from New York City to to do that, mm. and kind of VR um, totally changed the whole course of my life. Honestly, wow! Because yeah, yeah. once that caught fire, it's like it was really you, you were in momentum for what you totally loved doing. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, in, I'm keen about this conversation because I just watched Play One Ready, that Steven yeah. Spielberg movie. Yeah. Slash whoever wrote Ready Player One. Ready Player yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. You said it, it, it in reverse the first time, but I didn't want to correct you. But, you know, this is your podcast, so, no, so you got to make sure, you, you know, you, you, you go by the book. Yeah, we just had Mexican together. Yeah, or you're going to have someone, you know, coming up to you after, afterwards. Yeah. So. I, I think that's it on the previous podcast. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I bring it up. And oh, got we got to edit that one. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it in. Or just, yeah, edit the words around. So it's play it one. Ready? <laughs> the same. You could alter time and Mandela effect, you know. Yeah, shit, that's real, right? Yeah. That got my friend in a real dark place. <laughs> really? The Mandela effect freaked them <laughs> the fuck out. And they were it's, just like... It's a thing, yeah. yeah. It's Apparently, it is a real thing. Yeah. Which is... Yeah, there's some Bob Marley songs and stuff that are meant to be got warped. Yeah, what is going on with that? I, to be honest, I'm not ready to get indulged in yeah, it. Yeah, it's I've, a little... It's it's a lot to, lots of process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and I often find some things that are too bewildering don't don't can't fundamentally be true. Hmm. Really, I I, I think that's 
a sort of a, a, a small minded sort of perspective. Oh, I'm talking about the sense, the sense of a thing. The sen- yeah. So, so like the, you, mecha- can't, you can't imagine the it. The mechanics of nature are very simple. Okay. Creation, maintenance, destruction. Like we can say that pretty much everything comes down to that. There's creation, then something's maintained, then it's destroyed. That's like a very simple mechanic that, like, mm. that yeah, makes sense. Sure. You can see that, everywhere. I, I like, I like the way you distilled that. That yeah. was cool. So that, that's what, that's what I mean by that. Is things get start getting too convoluted, but anyway, there's obviously cases anyway. where that makes sense. But anyway, point is that movie is fucking crazy, yeah, and made me realize that our social media interactions are actually a lot like a primitive form of Absolutely. virtual reality. Yeah, for sure. Like our profile pictures, our they avatar, are. they our, are. Yeah, and and why did Facebook acquire Oculus? It's because they want to create that experience for people. And what if we're already in a kind of biological version of that? What if we're in a biological version of it? Well, it kind of is, right? This is a, you're yeah. an avatar. You're, right. a, you're something that I'm experiencing through my brain. Right. Deceiving you. Yeah, our avatars. And when you do, when, characters. when you experience psychedelics, like you said before, I like that analogy. Can you give us that again about the matrix? Yeah. What was I, what was I saying about you're that? You're saying how, um, our experience of reality once you kind of go deeper yeah yeah so there's a there's a you can live your life on in so many different levels of magnification or different layers of of existence right and there's like the one reality of us talking to each other here in this room and that's like the kind of the default reality that we all share together but then there's so many other versions of it up and down a, a spectrum of, of possibility and experience mm-hmm. where you can, you start to see how everything is kind of, uh, energy shaped and molded into a particular form to give you a certain experience. Mm-hmm. But ultimately all of that is, you know, consciousness, it's, it's intelligent energy and, um, you can start to play with that once you realize what it, what is going on, that this reality isn't actually solid. Mm. right Mm -hmm. that's a really important fundamental thing that um we take for granted that we're taught in in school but it's not true so one little because i like the way you described it as a matrix and then you can see the nodes in the matrix like so once you drop into that expanded state of consciousness you actually see that you it's all interconnected and Mm -hmm. can you describe that node situation sure yeah so it's like you can you can choose to see a person on the level of just oh they're this body wearing these cl- cl- you know these clothes and they have this particular way they they look and I and I feel a certain way because of that, but you can also you know see the the kind of underlying soul essence or the the energy that that makes up who they are, and when you see people on that level knowing what our true identity is. Um, you start to to treat everyone and everything with much more compassion because you realize you, it's the same energy that that you share together. Totally, yeah, totally. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, and I think when you start, it is crazy. Yeah, it's but the ego can't can't handle that. That's death. Yes, you know. Yes, it's this construct that we've built over the years and. And, and like having a sense of security about what our place in the world. But as soon as you kind See, of... But notice though that you, you were going like this unconsciously. That's right where it is. Yeah. That's exactly where we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Beautiful place. <laughs> but you weren't... See, as a, as a subconscious I wasn't thing. touching my dick when, yeah. I was, when I was feeling it. <laughs> touching my hair. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's the heart space. 
Um, so to me, this whole area of virtual reality, since again, since watching Ready Player One, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> um, just yeah, kind of blew my brain and we met previous to that so yeah. i kind of wanted to totally reconnect about your expertise in the area of where you think virtual reality is going sure um how far off we are before it we're, we're experiencing these kind of avatars although i want to go back down the psychedelic thing i'm thinking yeah. about this is a virtual reality thing well now. because because that's because as you're saying that i was like fuck you're you are an avatar right and I, i'm receiving i'm receiving well it, it's it's a it's a game it feels like some sort of a simulation doesn't it, it? is a game I reckon we could get ourselves just tripping out right now on absolute no psychedelics <laughs> or influence of drugs and just no. get to a place where we're like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, it, it, it is. Yeah, you can you can trip yourself out the, the more you really think about it, because it's like, you know, in a game, you have an environment and you have your characters and you have your goals and um, props and stuff. And in a way we've kind of created all those core elements inside of mind show mm. In mind show. What you can do is you can essentially, sorry, I feel like there's a, there's a squeaking, this subtle squeaking that might be, it's all right. I'll, are we up. pretty quiet on the mark? Okay, cool. Yeah. So in mind show, you can create interactive cartoons by puppeteering virtual cartoon characters with your body and voice. Sick. So we use the HTC Vive and you can go and download this for free on steam. Uh, if you have a uh, you know PC and and this you know headset, and essentially you get to pick an environment, you get to pick your characters, your props, you, and then kind of the main part of it is um, is animating and and essentially puppeteering these characters by embodying them mm. by entering. Um, you know, inside of their, their essence and you have the, your, their hands and you can control their facial expressions. Incredible. So you can create whole, um, stories and scenes like this just by yourself. So essentially c- collapses, um, you know, s- multiple roles that were, we've, you know, w- w- grown accustomed to on like a movie set, for example, where you have, you know, the writer, the producer, the director, the cameraman, mm. all these different, all these different roles. And now one person can do all of that for free, you know, in their own living room. Right. Mm. So it's essentially kind of a, like a motion capture uh, studio in your living room. Wow. And on top of that, so you can create these things and then you can actually share them to a network of other, uh, you know, uh, shows. Community yeah. Community of people that are creating these um, new kinds of interactive media yeah. and you can go watch them. You can go download them and you can, you know, the core part of it as well is because it's inside of a computer, because it's co- totally malleable, you can remix and change the story and share that back. So it's this kind of infinitely um, replayable uh, interdimensional TV, I guess. That is fucking mind-blowing. <laughs> Not a mind-blowing thing. <laughs> yeah, it's really and, cool. and so you think as, as the avatars become more and more sophisticated, mm. it will become more and more desirable to be in that reality yeah that's a really good question um that is a very good question i would the short answer is yes but it's really about like what are we doing here like outside of that virtual reality to because this fucking avatar to make yeah. (laughs) yeah well it's like we take for granted how amazing this world and this reality and this body is it's it's really um very advanced technology 
And, but, but because we are it, or we believe we are it rather, we were so used to that, that this, this sense, this experience of, mm. of being here mm. that we, we don't think of it because it's staring us right in the face. Mm. But it's like people talk about like how excited they are when, you know, graphics get really good and it's indistinguishable from, from real, real life. But, mm. but the subtext in there is that real life is fucking crazy and amazing. Mm. Right. Mm. So it's like, we're trying to match something that is already so far, uh, more complex than kind of what meets the eye. Right. Yes. I was having this conversation actually with Android Jones, this visionary artist who actually made this, this amazing, uh, this mural or this, this canvas back here. Right. And um, yeah, he's, he's really one of my favorite, um, artists. He, he does this app called, he has, he's in, he's doing VR too, which actually you should, you should, uh, look oh, into. VR's like oh that. yeah. That'd he figured amazing. out a way to essentially recreate his amazing style inside of virtual reality with an app called Microdose. Wow. <laughs> so cool name. But anyway, what we were, we were saying. They're kind how, of psychedelic visuals. For yeah. People. Very psychedelic. So we were saying like, react, like we're so we're, okay so we're trying to this there's this idea of trying to recreate this physical reality inside of a virtual mm-hmm. world inside mm-hmm. of you know digital reality right and it, it, everyone's like okay we're trying to get to this level of graphic graphical fidelity right and we're clearly <laughs> fast approaching a, a, a level where those are indistinguishable but let's not underestimate what else is happening to, to generate that, that one aspect of, of reality, right? On an energetic level, it's not just like the way it looks, it's the emotion. There's a, the emotional field, right? There's the, the thought fields. There's so much, reality is so much more complex than just like what we perceive with our eyes, mm, right? Mm, mm, mm. What's, what's fucking baffling to me is just as you're talking, is like this thing that human beings are evolving so much that they're dropping their bodies and not worrying about their bodies and wanting to yeah. create a reality where it's limitless, like the yeah. oasis in mm-hmm. that movie. Mm-hmm. It, and, and, but because we're not happy, satisfied with our already highly sophisticated experience. Yeah. So <laughs> what's, what's very, it's, this, is, this hits on a very deep and important thing for people to consider, which is the difference between biological ascension and technological ascension. Right. Mm. And so the reality that companies like Facebook and Oculus and just virtual reality companies in general, I, I, I suppose, right. It's this very like transhumanist perspective where it's like, oh, we're going to upload our consciousness. We're going to make that reality as indistinguishable from this reality as possible. Mm. And we're going to live forever inside of these virtual worlds, which is so misguided because they don't realize that we already live forever, that we're already eternal beings, infinite beings, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's this fear of death that is driving us towards this place in technology that is not really the right direction. And when you think of like, you know, on the, on, on the other hand, when we talk about like biological ascension, it's it's like this idea that we will transcend this this human form to, into something completely new mm. without the use of technology. Mm. And so that's an interesting thing that I've kind of been you know thinking about for mm. for you know the past few years. Where do you, where's your latest thought pattern of it? What's your what's the tip of the unknown? 
you know, I, I used to, I mean, I still, I'm still obsessed with technology. I love technology. And for a while, most of my life was like technology as a religion almost in, in a way where it's just like, yeah, it's like, yeah, we're going to go into VR and everything's going to be amazing in there because we can do whatever we want. Mm. Right. But it was really, it's, it's coming when you, when you realize that you don't need a headset to have virtual reality, <laughs> that everything changes and virtual reality is still, it's still an amazing technology and we're, we're using it in, a, in an amazing way to allow people to express their creativity. In the a human to- brain's a pretty good technology. To- Absolutely. But you can, you can see, I mean, you can see with your eyes closed, right? Like you don't need, you, you can have all kinds of crazy experiences with lucid dreaming, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, that's, that's another important thing to consider, I guess. Mm-hmm. And particularly when innovating technology is to have this sense of, the spirit, I guess, in our biology, biological virtual experience. Because, I mean, w- one thing I was thinking about with, and you can, so you, when you get take plant medicines or kind of psychedelics, you kind of have this experience with reality that's unified, that's everyone has a subjective sure. experience of mm-hmm. an objective truth. Yeah, for sure. I've, yeah, I've experienced that directly a number of times. Mm. It's like realizing that, um, we're all different. We're all wearing different masks over, over, over the same thing, like con- yeah. connected to the same thing. Yep. But it's when we're so deeply identified with that mask, with that persona, right? Like per- persona, like person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when, when we're, when we're trapped in the ego, which is, can be, can seem very powerful, but it's ultimately, you know, just an illusion. It's just divisive, I suppose. uh, Less than that, more than that, sorry, I would say that it's just one is not experiencing the full, the full, uh, the full dimensions of reality, you know, like, so it's actually more of a bummer if someone's just like hyperlogical and only believes the very things that they perceive. And, but we're in this, for me, it's just like a continuum of expansion. So mm-hmm. if someone's in that state, then someone else is in this state. We're forever expanding we're totally. forever, like, in the same way, you know, like the universe, the universe itself is forever expanding. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like when you draw parallels in nature as to what's occurring in our own localized experience of consciousness, that's when you see truths. Mm-hmm. That's when you like shit rotates around an energy force like the sun. Totally. Yeah. The fractal nature of reality is, is pretty fascinating when it's like, you realize that the same pattern in your lungs is the one in the blood and the trees and the ice in the, 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 the planets and the galaxies. It's, and then it's like, what is that? Like how, how, how's that, where does that come from? Who, who codes those laws, those rules? You know who's the programmer what do you of think? that? Us, I think it's no, us. So the collective supreme intelligence yeah. of the universe. Well, it's though. like there's there's higher the there's higher and lower versions of ourselves, right? Yeah. So, I I, I would imagine that reality is just kind of like a, a nest, nested shells, like those Russian nesting dolls of different of higher and higher layers or uh, of understanding 
of like what reality actually is. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. I saw, we saw this, this crazy, um, this movie in, uh, in a, in a dome at, at this event that was like kind of portraying the different dimensions. And it was like, Whoa, that's, that was a lot. <laughs> what the, what, what, why? Well, it started from, yeah, it's a little hard to kind of describe because it was a very visual experience, very kind of immersive experience, but it started from the very like depths of the dimensions where it's like pure, like evil and like chaos and like scary, fearful, and then like progressing up through like different layers of consciousness to then like you get to the human level and then you get to like the more like spiritual levels and it's just like whoa like all these different it's hard to describe like different you know i guess deities or entities of mm. different dreamers of the the layer beneath it i guess yeah, in yeah. a way if that yeah. makes any sense yeah i get i get what you're saying kind of like i guess inception yeah 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 there's yeah. a sequence yeah of expansion or mm-hmm. the sequence of yeah. sophistication greatest right sophistication. and it's all happening at the same time though because yeah. there's no time like yeah exactly that's what's beautiful and powerful and wonderful to realize and it's and you have direct experiences where that's true as well. Mm-hmm. But for for me, I was thinking about the sun the other day when I was um, when I was enjoying myself, <laughs> and yeah. and the sun to me just blew my tits off in the sense that holy fuck, this being, this intelligence, yeah. has drawn into the light, has created life around it. Sure, everything that's rotating, including our fucking. It's awareness of it it's amazing right and it is a being and so are the planets and what's so surreal about like living in cities for most of my life is you can't see the stars you can see a few hmm. but you really can't see the stars and then you know i went to joshua tree like uh, like a month or so ago and finally you know saw more stars and it's like oh yeah amazing. Like, that's up there that's there that's there and that's so important to have that in your consciousness, but we cut ourselves off from that when we live in big cities, like mm. something like 50% of the world or some crazy percentage of the world lives in cities and they can't see the stars. Like what is, what effect has that had on our connection to everything else in the universe? Right? Yeah, absolutely. But it, to me, what it says is that we're creating this virtual reality for mm. our human experience. That's very engineered. And yeah, it's, it's, for sure. It's like, it's, it's, it's like a, shitty virtual reality because it's not mm, as intelligent as the absolutely, nature absolutely absolutely concrete well that is yeah that's a really good i had a, had a weird uh experience or realization uh, similar to that when i was kind of just walking on the on the street in the sidewalk and then seeing the distance kind of in the far distance down the street you know the, the mountain and the uh, kind of as, as the backdrop of mm. los angeles which is cool we have mountains right and then kind of comparing that that boundary of where that mountain was with where does the city begin, right? And then it was almost like envisioning the city as a, as a prison. But when you're inside of the prison, you don't really realize that you're in, you're in something that is kind of trapping you. Because mm-hmm. it's this whole, and it is like a matrix is what, what you're talking about. It's like when the human mind is like when it's put inside of this like place and it's requires money to pay for the things it needs then it really is this never-ending loop and cycle of uh seeking out something that you perpetually need to to you know go on living right (laughs) it's like yeah it's it's it kind of ties into that quote like the greatest ideologies are the ones that people aren't aren't really aware that they are ideologies and that's what our culture is is a cult like that because it's 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 very much 
I mean, and then that's why I think my plant medicine psychedelics is so fantastic for this stuff because it, or meditation, I'd probably promote as the, the number one most sustainable way. Um, I mean, psychedelics are sustainable. I think you just need to really, I think it's on that Tim Ferriss podcast, episode 66 of Tim, Tim mm-hmm. Ferriss, where he, that really great expert, sorry, I just went about five different D routes <laughs> on that. But, um, but he talks about, the integration is the most the only times people have bad experiences on psychedelics is when they don't integrate their learnings interesting and so he sees it like um what was the analogy it's something like i can't remember but it's along the lines of not having time to integrate which is the obvious thing but he used a really great analogy you know something like turning a page and then reading the whole thing before you turn the next page so you can kind of embed all the learnings into your mm. actual life right that is that is a challenging thing is how, yeah how, how do you integrate right because you can have these crazy experiences but then what do you take from that practically back into your life yes and so that's that's yeah that's a very important step it's very important and i think it's that's the whole point of the experience that's what i find at least is when i have an experience yeah. and particularly ones that i've had on just on meditating very dmt like experiences mm-hmm. just from dropping deep into meditation and those experiences the only thing i came away feeling is right i need to go integrate this this is all i was the only sole reason i was shown given that experience because like a gift which is what it felt like because it's it came spont it came spontaneously it's like there's nothing more i can do with that experience than going integrate it now because what else can i do if it talk about it say right. that it happened yeah that's that's the the silly thing about psychedelics is like it's very uh challenging and almost silly to try and describe it to people <laughs> it's bewildering as fuck if you haven't had a similar experience right. yeah but tell me some about tell me some about yours yeah i mean i mean every time i do it it's it, i i take something new away from it right um it's and it's always something different and surprising but mm. i don't know recently just coming to realize that this life is is a game mm. and we're here you know we we play by the rules but we can also change those rules because we created them in the first place so um mm-hmm. so that's that's uh something that i've been you know wrestling with recently <laughs> it's a big one dude because yeah. if you talk about it like that the rules what's the rules that you inherited from previous people right. previous men and women that have created them and so it reminds me of this thing that Evelyn, our mutual friend who's on a previous podcast, told me is that the best way to convince people of a lie is to tell it again and again over generations and generations and it becomes truth. Mm. And wow, that, that freaked the fuck out of me. That is pretty scary. Cause, cause right. th- There's a lot of things we take for granted about this reality that we believe to be true that are complete lies. Mm. Mm. Like money is real. Mm. you know (laughs) yeah i mean it's real break that down like it's real within a certain aspect of yeah it's like real and i can take out a dollar bill and show it to you yeah right it's as real as my hands are real for example yeah yeah but you know the federal reserve prints money out of thin air Mm. from from nothing it's not backed by anything and then they can charge interest on it and there's, it's, it makes it an impossibility that it's we could total, ever pay back total game. all of the money that was loaned. 
so it creates that people it creates a situation where we're, we're perpetually you know trying to pay off our our debt but we can't ever climb out of it and it's just a huge scam sad <laughs> makes me sad yeah <laughs> right so then what right <laughs> i want a gear change to when i saw my yeah. hand expanding when i was <laughs> i'm gonna gear change to you know have you ever yeah. looked at your hand when you're on mushrooms or lsd sure and sometimes it's translucent right sometimes you can see through it hmm. like i've can, i've not quite seen seen that yet oh uh, right so i could feel i could see the bones in between and um and then another time more recently it was warping and getting very very large like a big glove mm-hmm. big fleshy glove and kind of bending tell me what you think that experience is is that my that might mm. obviously my because there's some experiences yeah. with, on, on psychedelics where you're like, I'm perceiving a different dimension. Like well, it unlocks your brain and sure. it's, it's a key to your brain that this is, yeah. the neuroscientists say yeah. that expands more capability in your brain. But is that just my, am I seeing? Yeah. What is that? How does that work? It's all imagination. We're, we're creating a reality all the time through our imagination. So it's like when you take something that alters your perception of consciousness, it's, it's changing kind of the rate at which you perceive reality and the way that you perceive reality. Right. So it's not like what you're looking at doesn't exist. It's just that your mind is now seeing what's already there that you couldn't see before. That's what I think is so interesting about it. It's refracting or bending it or something. Bend in light because it's all light that's coming into my eyes. Yeah. And then my brain's perceiving that light Mm -hmm. and painting a picture of what the light has shown the eyeballs. Mm -hmm. But somewhere you're running running this fun kind of software by taking... Totally. Acid. Yeah. So, honestly, like, I'm not really an expert on this, but it is something that I'm really fascinated by and Mm -hmm. have, you know, done a little, I guess, a little bit of research on. Mm. Um. yeah, what's 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 interesting about it is it's revealing to you a reality that exists there all the time, but we're ordinarily not tuned into it. And so you're able to tune into higher when you're able to tune into higher frequencies, you can kind of see into the matrix of reality a little bit deeper fucking weird it's so weird yeah. <laughs> think about well, it reality, i mean yeah it is it is a weird sort of experience but but what uh, where i was going with that train of thought is like re- realizing ha- having an appreciation of how much your brain and body is modulating your experience of reality mm. to a very very extreme uh end where you can very effectively navigate through this world in Mm -hmm. conversation when you're walking down the street you can have thoughts and create all kinds of art and technology and amazing things in this world and you can do that with this great you know adaptability but you're we're, we're very rarely consciously aware of all the little aspects that have to come together to enable that experience mm. so it's it's having a deeper appreciation of that i think is really awesome yes and that's what you're doing when you when you have these expanded states of consciousness is that you're realizing 
you kind of I mean it gives you perspective for one so you can witness yeah what's going on but it also it gives you a direct experience with these other dimensions and when you said that we're tapping into the other dimensions that really blew my fucking brain because I was like <laughs> why do we all see very similar things in these states of consciousness yeah, you yeah, know like shared the, virtual reality yeah it's and it's, it must be going on all the time like mm. I shut my eyes and I was gone for probably what was two seconds but my friend said oh no my friend said it was two seconds of real t- lineal mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. but I felt like I was there for about five to ten minutes mm. and it was just this vortex yeah. fractal vortex of like Egyptian numerology and eyes and purple and gold spiraling deep 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 down and like people have some very similar visuals sure what the fuck are we tuning into what is this yeah dimension of reality i don't know <laughs> but yeah it is perplexing but but even more perplexing is like the world right now you know like not even going into those those areas right like everything is pretty weird when you really think about it it's just we're all but we're just convincing ourselves that it's normal yes yes you know, we've convinced true. ourselves of so many things that are supposed to be normal but they're really complete bullshit so the, a hypothetical then could be if like 50 people in a room created a new isolated environment that created the new world of reality mm-hmm. that was entirely tripping constantly <laughs> on mushrooms yeah the way that I'd be fascinated. I mean, I, it's a very dangerous experiment, but I'd be fascinated because I don't know about the sustainability of it and if it's, the, the upgrades too rapid for the nervous system to maintain that state of consciousness. But for example, I'm just saying as a as a case study, if that was the case, how, how would those 50 people start interacting with each other? Mm. What kind of community would they build? Totally. How, how would they talk to each other? How yeah. would they, what would they paint like? To, to to print out yeah. this dimension that they're now continually well, in tuned with. It would be a totally different world and not one that I can necessarily predict at all what that could be like. But, um, you know, there's that this, this stoned ape theory, which is pretty fascinating, which is I think Terrence McKenna was talking about how he believes that we the reason humans evolved to what we are today was because we were eating, you know, these essentially psychedelic mushrooms off the the cow dung, and that expanded our consciousness. Mm. And you can, you know, kind of see how that might be plausible. Mm. I, I I don't know if that's necessarily true, but it's um, an interesting theory as well because it, it's backed by it backed by the 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 proposition that our bodies come out of the the womb early because that's why we can't walk straight away for instance mm. like a lot of other animals when they come out of the womb they can walk i mean mainly because they need to as well and we we might not need to but point is our brains have got so big so quickly in the evolutionary scheme of things that the the body needs to eject the baby before the brain gets too big and the body can't come out mm. um which which kind of reinforces the stone date theory because uh, mushrooms psilocybin mushrooms create neurogenesis so your brain grows in size mm-hmm. rapidly apparently that's cool <laughs> so cool uh, also Dennis McKenna as you're talking intergalactic yeah. cosmic things I think he I, I read this uh, the mushroom grows guide or something and it had the, the preface was his idea that mushrooms were talking to him a lot mm. about 
I want humans to create interplanetary space travel. So, I, so, so, take, that's too much. Take so the mushrooms told him, "Hey, you need to create some interplanetary space travel so you can take me to another planet because this planet isn't going to last that long, and you need to take me somewhere else to another planet." So that's the purpose of human beings is to. So, and but <laughs> he also said, "Wait, who and where? Who and where, where was this?" This is Dennis McKenna. Dennis McKenna relationship. Oh wow! Sorry, Terrence. 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 Okay. Um, Dennis is his brother. Yeah. Um, and that kind of, I mean, like, I mean, this guy was someone that was tripping dicks for a long that's, time. That's yeah. That's that's pretty fascinating. But uh, but but from the point of view of that case study we talked about, I mean, go of, of a scenario where everyone's on the same mm-hmm. different dimension of operating. Yeah, that that could be happening in other galaxies. Sure, with it other is. Beings. It as- absolutely, that's that's a reality. I mean, that used to be our reality, right? You talk about like the gar- you know, the fall of man and the Garden of Eden. Apparently, it was like a real, real experience for people where we lived in just you know a, a world where we were in you know perfect connection to god mm. and we could you know uh communicate with each other without you know uh misunderstanding each other mm. and you know apparently even um you know could communicate with nature with mm. the trees mm. and the water and the minerals mm. and and all of that and it's it's kind of funny because like if that's true and to, to talk about it like this thing that was in the past that um, maybe might have happened and we might have had this ability like boy how far we've we've come you know or fallen in a way I guess <laughs> that's a great question yeah. what, what do you think we've done because yeah. evolution has to be taken place because that's nature sure yeah I, I believe evolution ha- ha- is a thing for sure um I also believe that there's been several other advanced civilizations on the earth prior um, to, to, to this one, right? Like we're led to believe that um, we're the most advanced we've ever been, but that's also, you know, a huge lie. We there, are in ways, but we're not in other ways. We're advanced in ways, but the most advanced is just not true. Mm. Um, so what's you your know, definition you talk, you talk of advanced? About, being um, an intergalactic civilization that doesn't create war, that lives in unity and, and love with each other, mm. that doesn't have money, um, that 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 I would consider advanced. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're not there. Mm. <laughs> we're not there yet. Mm. And what's your? Have you had any direct downloads? direct experiences with the supreme intelligence of everythingness mm. that have communicated with you what's going on in terms of, for the example, the Egyptian civilization or... I wish. No. <laughs> no, I mean, I just... I have I have experiences, but not not really at that level. Because mm. that's what someone, yeah. Evelyn and I were talking about on the previous podcast, yeah. is determining determin- the difference between your imagination in those situations... Sure. And a direct well, it's all imag- it, but it's all the imagination. I personally can distinguish a difference. Okay, yeah, I feel like sometimes I'm just downloading, I'm channeling, yeah, knowledge, right? But and, where's and that coming from, though? Source, source of everything. Okay, but how do you how do you how do you know that? 
it's a, it's got a tone to it. It's got a particular flavor to it. Mm. It's it's all known, all seen. It's got a calm, all loving, yeah, supreme energy that that doesn't speak like my ego speaks. Doesn't speak like my imagination speaks. Sure, it yeah. filters That's through my imagination somewhat to construct itself as an mm. idea, but I'm very I can very much determine the difference between that mm. whew, like effortless whew, and yeah. and when i'm like oh what if this was the case oh that is the case this could be hmm. and can, where i convince myself of a sure reality. yeah that's a really good point yeah i mean there's a there's a big difference between um you know having information and experiencing that as reality yeah, right yeah yeah and when you get to experience ideas that you've had about life that's a really profound thing mm. when you can really, you know, for, for example, like, you know, you hear about how we're all connected, but then when you feel that and you know that yes. that's like, okay, exactly. Great. Now I can live that and, and promote that exactly. in, in the world. And, you know, everyone can express that in their own way. Exactly. And that's something the most profound time I had was when I, when I was on my meditation on my 30th birthday where I felt a direct experience of I am everything across all time, all space. I am all of it. And it was an embodiment of that. So my mm. body felt like it was... Wow. That's amazing. And I had this tingling sense going up and down. Like, mm. And it lasted about two minutes. And in my mind's eye, my whole body was white with a blue tinge around it. But... That that for me is an example of embodying, mm-hmm. right? Having a embodying. It's pretty amazing. The, the a knowingness of totally. I am everything and everything yeah. is connected, and yeah. that was after asking God to give me an objective truth, in through experience of what it is, <laughs> mm. and that's the that's what I was wow. given. Wow. So so did you was it like an experience of like feeling yourself as the universe or like what I'm I'm getting the the image of sort of like a galaxy almost. It was I think it was it was everything. So it was just white all the light but also in in later experiences it I was realized it was all the darkness as well and the mm. darkness is super necessary in order for creation to come back into primary i e destruction needs to take place in order to remove irrelevancies but the, initially at the source experience it was just nothing as simple as that I am everything mm. um and it's, it's a weird paradox though isn't it what's that how nothing can be everything at the same time <laughs> Yes. And that's the difference between Taoism, the nothingness and Vedism and the everythingness they call it. Mm. And then quantum physics, they call it the unified field. But all three of those things are talking about the same thing, mm. that quantum shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Which I suppose is just it's the building blocks of everything, of existence. The, the, totally. The, the yeah, the micro... The, Nassim Haramein talks about this. The micro fluctuations in, in, of energy. It's like he, it's like little bits of oscillating energy that arrange themselves in a particular pattern. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they come yeah. together. Are you, f- are you familiar with, with, with him? What's his name again? Nassim Haramein. Yes, I saw his documentary. Pretty, yeah, What's it called? Yeah. The connected universe. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. There you go. So that's that's where yeah that's where he talks about that. Definitely mm. check that out if you haven't seen it. Yeah, the visuals in that are pretty awesome. Yeah. Wow. And so, 
in a utopian environment mm-hmm. with your businesses aside, what would you see as virtual reality? How would you see virtual reality serving humanity? Sure. Yeah, that's a really good question. So really technology is like an extension of ourselves, right? So as long as we're able to use it in a way that promotes freedom rather than further enslavement, I think that's that will that is what's necessary for it to be used in a responsible way. Mm. And I guess any tech, any technology, right? So if, for example, like if you think about the internet, like it's simultaneously this most amazing invention that has given, you know, humanity so many important things like the ability to listen to music wherever you want or communicate with your friends and family instantly from around the world and so many other amazing use cases, businesses, etc. But at the same time, it's been used for censorship and for creating all kinds of hateful, negative, bullying types of behavior and started starting to erode, you know, the social dynamics here outside of the internet, like you're discussing, you know, Mm. with me earlier. Mm. And so, so VR can be, be leveraged according to whatever the person wants to do with it. Right. And so it's really a reflection of our collective consciousness. Mm. And so, for example, if you look at, you know, all the top selling games on steam right now for VR, the majority of them, like 70, 80% are first person shooters or they're violent in some other way. And there's nothing, I guess it's not, there's nothing really inherently wrong with that. Like I, I've, you know, love, like I play like black ops, like when I was like in high school, like all the time, like <laughs> FPS is like, they're great. Um, but it's like, man, do we really need more shooters? Like in the world, is that really, we just need, like there's the world isn't violent enough. Like we need to simulate it in, in our homes where we don't, where we're safe from physical violence. Mm. Right. For the most part, for the most part, luckily. Right. So this is, that's a weird, yeah, it's a weird thing. Right. And we like watch all these simulations of dramas and on TV, but because we don't, we don't think we have enough of that in our lives. And so what was I getting at? Like, so VR can, can be a, a tool for liberation or further enslavement. And it's up to us to, um, create whatever you know future world we want to live in. Right. So like, there's this very real dystopian, uh, future that you know can, we can we can create if we want that you know as portrayed in Ready Player One I talked about this in my speech at you know the last VRLA mm. or you know there's there's but there's also great examples today of VR being used in education and allowing people to express their creativity not just with Mind Show but with Tilbrush and Medium and mm. all kinds of other artistic tools so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really our responsibility to create applications for this technology that expand our consciousness and um, promote the right values instead of just you know being a, a, a just a mindless technology. So interesting. It's like this thing of it's almost like the technology we create prints out where we're at inside ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? So of course it's the most popular yeah. thing because everyone's feeling divisive and loves yeah. war. Yeah. It seems. Well, it's a reflection. The outer, the outer world is a reflection of the inner world, but really the inner and the outer are the same thing. Yep. Right. 
I think I just think it starts from the inner and it prints out out yeah, like in exactly consciousness so, but, matter. The, but the whole problem is that we're all collectively so focused on what's out here and completely neglecting what's in here right so things like Deepak Chopra like was talking had a great quote where it's like our technology has far, far advanced past our spirituality right our, our evolution in those respective areas where we can bomb people with great precision because we've invested time and money into tools of war and yet you know most people don't meditate for example or any number of other you know spiritual practices mm. so that's a real problem so, and then it begs the question, how do you transition people to greater states of consciousness or more expanded states of consciousness without just, get, is it like, for example, we take away the machine gun, give them a little pistol, take away the pistol, give them a water gun. <laughs> you know, you know, like, how do you transition that That's shift? a great question. I think... Or facilitate w- that transition, should I say. Yeah, so we need to create a society where owning weapons is unthinkable. Right, because we're trapped in this mindset of having to protect ourselves because there are, there is danger in the world. There there are people that are psychotic because they are not getting the support they need from our society because we we cast people out mm. on the street and we just kind of live with that every day, and that's that's a, that's our that's our reality, right? And so it's like we're spending all this money to create these like simulations of reality for not just for VR, but you know, TV and movies. And obviously like entertainment has value. Like mind show is primarily an entertainment tool, Mm. but then it's like, you look at what's going on in the world and it's just our, our values collectively are just screwed up because we, we we're kind of put in a position where we have to do things for money that we wouldn't, do otherwise <laughs> so true <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're so convinced yeah so it's it's a huge scam that we're, that we're we're scamming ourselves yeah but i think the the thing on money is just like money in itself i feel like is is neutral it's just a tool it's a function mm. it's the it's the awareness right. the, the attention we give it i agree and it also but it inherently creates classes classism right mm. so it's like you have more money than me. I have more money than you. Like mm. we, it just, it divides us, right? I mean, we're all, we're all equal. We're all connected. We're all the, this one thing somehow, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, this person has more money and they could afford this lifestyle. Yes, yeah, true. It, it neutralize, it, um, it creates it's a hierarchy. There's a hierarchy. Hierarchy is artificial. As opposed to, um, people just falling into their truest selves and yeah. get that collectively working right. out. So if you think about it, like we're, there's this, this like this energy of p- people, not um, th- this, this uh, clogged energy of people not doing what they really truly are passionate about because they're forced to drive for Uber or Lyft or Chipotle or be a security guard or, or whatnot hmm. because they need to pay bills and I'm sure there's things they'd rather be doing. Right. And I'm sure there's things we'd rather be doing. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I'm very, very fortunate to like be 
getting paid for to do something that I feel is really important and can can help the world. But at the same time, recognizing that there's probably even more that I could be doing. There's more that we collectively could be doing as well to help each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. those, are, those are the things I think about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think what you're doing it is the most important thing is your mindset in what you're doing. And I think that applies to anyone and whatever their job is. If they're a Uber driver, bodyguard, bodyguard security person, like it's, it's how you bring yourself more than the function of what you do. Totally. And I think that's totally. what, that's what you're saying is like, it's you you you're, you know, I, that's what I see in you is the most important thing in terms of evolving with the VR technology is, is your mindset. Mm-hmm. That's been very important. Yeah. We've given our power away. We, we, we think that these people in suits in the banks and the government are gods. Mm. Oh, I certainly don't, but some people do. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the issue. The weird, yeah. That's the issue though. Yeah. And so what, what I was getting at earlier though, is like, so there's this, this pent up energy, this, that is being blocked because we're not expressing our true selves, right? Whatever we're meant to, whatever that might be, which is unique for everyone, mm. which is what's so cool about it, mm. even though we're the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So, but if you allow people to do what they really want to do in a world without money, then the theoretically, right, the, the level of innovation and collaboration would be completely unimaginable totally It'd be amazing because, because right now it's like oh i want to build the best rocket available for example and then you have to pay to go to school you have to pay for all the materials you can't use the best materials because the best materials are too expensive and the rockets and that's not really a great example but you mm-hmm. can you can apply that to, to any really anything you might want to achieve in life right mm-hmm. for example you know, we had to raise a bunch of money to do mind show. And that was a huge, long process. Took a year out of our lives and we learned a lot and it was amazing. We were very fortunate and, and lucky to have been able to do that and be where we are today because we raised some money. Right. But like, what if you could live in a world where you had an idea and you got to work with people and no one needed to get paid for that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, but what would the utopia look like? I suppose it's something like yeah. into Burning Man where yeah, maybe. everyone just exchange, just gives what they mm. can give and everyone looks after each other. Yeah, so these are the things I've been thinking a lot about recently. That's why I guess I'm, I'm kind of ranting about it. So what, it's a bit, but you, can you see a practical yeah, construction absolutely. of it? Yeah, so... So there's a, there's a few ideas out there. There's one is a re- called a resource based economy, which is you know there's no money, but essentially it's a, you know it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, and then there's um, then there's uh, this idea of Ubuntu contributionism, which uh, Michael Tallinger helped start, mm-hmm. which has also been really interesting to me recently, where it's based on these community projects and. You, you essentially contribute a certain number of hours per week to a community project and everything else is you have act, access to for free. Now, honestly, the, the details of all these, um, I'm still researching and mm. still learning about. Mm. Um, they're really just kind of fascinating to me. Mm. Um, but yeah. Cause I think, 
um, I think we could, I mean, there's two ways to revolution, burn down, burn it all down and create a new one. What I see, what I see is practically a bit better is cre- people creating new systems mm. so the old ones become irrelevant. Yes, absolutely. That's or, key. Or, or, which is, happens in like, for example, with my vote, which M-I-V-O-T-E have created this democratic voting structure that is, is so much more intelligent and true to democracy than anything that's going around at the moment. So it's getting so much attention and blowing up and mm. therefore it will eventually render yeah. old voting systems irrelevant. That's really interesting. Yeah, the, the critical thing that Michael Tellinger points out is that we need to create an alternative to the system that is so clearly better for people that it's the natural alternative that we will transition to without fighting or having a conflict. Exactly. So when you're in conflict, that's when they bring the military yeah. and they use their guns yeah. and their force. But so it needs to be intelligent that. as fuck. Yeah. Cause it, and in- integrated into the system somewhere. I, f- I also feel like with stuff like money, it, we could be doing shit a lot smarter just by, the government or the administration of countries or the economy, the economic administration, just organizing the, the sharing of money in a more, in a way that was just fucking ethical, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, for a start. The problem, yeah. A good start. I mean, that's, that's, that's absolutely a place we could start is while we still have money, we could be spending it on things that actually help people instead of killing people. Mm. That would be nice. Mm. Um, but yeah, or, or, you know, I think people would, would, would feel better about paying taxes if it w- was spent in the right places on, on, on things that would actually help our society. But instead, it's not, not really at all. Mm-hmm. I suppose because society is being constructed in such a way that people are entirely disenfranchised and, um, and plugged yeah. into it so much that they don't feel any power anyway right. well it starts to it it makes it all, all of it can seem rather perplexing logically right like how is this going on right it doesn't really make any sense but it starts to make more sense when you realize that it's it's really our, our the world is controlled by psychopaths right like people that don't have any empathy mm. so if you don't have any empathy you, you are okay with bombing people and screwing people out of billions of dollars Hmm. and taking people's homes and let allowing allowing homelessness and poverty and Hmm. hunger and all these horrible things to exist right because people like us that do care for for our fellow (laughs) people like there's we we can't really we can't really rationalize that Hmm. but hmm yeah, it's exactly what's going on. It's wild. Yeah. So our, our our world is kind of slowly being hijacked by this like very, very small group of people and we're all just kind of like, okay, please. Or there are people that are saying, no, fuck this. Like, that's not okay. Mm. But, but, Those for, the, ones but for the most part, it's like we're kind of sheep just walking off you know, the cliff, but it's like, who is really, what, what is it going to take for enough of us to kind of 
look up a little bit and realize that we're falling off a cliff and be like, Hey guys, like let's turn, this is not good. Like mm-hmm. let's turn the other way. And it'll take a bunch, like any right? pioneer, it takes a bunch of yeah. people that end up getting knocked off. Right. Before shit happens. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, 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 the most frustrating part about it is I think the truth is that it, it takes something really bad for us to really get our shit together right Mm, mm, like mm. we can procrastinate and procrastinate procrastinate and then we let some catastrophe happen whatever that might be and it's like okay then we create the regulation Mm. right (laughs) it's just crazy to me that again so there's two cases of people and i I won't be specific in their fields or anything but i've had let me in the last six months differently and they've got high high security around them because of the innovation that they're doing Mm -hmm. threatens two big different different industries but Mm -hmm. essentially corporations that want would benefit massively for them them not their inventions non-existent um Imagine that 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 to me just begged the question. Imagine if we we wanted the fucking best for everyone, and how much innovation would be popping up. And this is kind of come back to that thing we were saying before, mm-hmm. like how sophisticated we would be as a civilization yeah. if if everyone just fucking had each other's backs and wanted the best for everyone. Yeah. Well, the truth is that most of us do. Most yeah. of us really do. That's true. But it what is happening is this reality this world this country there's there's a parasite and it's siphoning our energy into a very small group of people yep and poisoning the whole planet and poisoning the, the environment hmm. and it's hi, it's hijacked it's like a mental virus yep and it's and it's it's spreading so what do you do about that i don't know disobey that's part of it for sure. I mean, there's awareness. Awareness is one thing, but awareness itself is not going to change anything. You need action, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and so, but, but what's crazy about it is everyone is so distracted in the rat race of trying to survive because we need this money thing that doing the action is really tough mm. to make hard decisions. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there are good people with good lots of money putting the, lots yeah. of money into good things as well. That's what I'm realizing more. Yeah, more. I so, agree, and it's not all dystopic at at all. Mm. At all, there are people doing amazing things for sure mm. with good intentions, but there's doesn't seem there doesn't seem to be enough. Mm. We need to create a news source that just promotes all of it, and then our world will be think will be celebrating these progressive changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's really about like. Our, what are our values, right? And if you look at the the president that we voted for, it's a it's it's really just a reflection of our values. It's like, oh, we like this billionaire. We think a businessman can, you know, effectively operate this country because yeah. America is a business, right? Government's a business. Yeah. No, wrong. <laughs> it's a true representation of what's really going. You on. know, it's just the pure kind of manifestation of the the ego, the collective ego. Right. So I think what's interesting about Trump is it's he's he's here to kind of show us how not to be and what not to do and what not to say. Hmm. And so we can take that and learn from that and move forward. But it's up to us to actually 
do the learning. Mm. When you say ego, what, define what what ego means to you. Hmm. It's the belief that you are separate from everyone else and everything else that you're so caught up in this physical reality that you can't see past it. You, that you are completely uh, misidentified with um, your body and your status in society. And it's like kind of like this vortex of, of energy. And when it has you in its, in its grips, um, it can be very difficult to get out of that. Mm. But you can, it's possible. And it's not like I walk around um, without one. That's like, you know, I think we all, we all, have that challenge. We all have that struggle. Mm. But if we could all live without our, our egos for, for a day, I think that would be a quite, quite an experience for, for us. Do you think, do you think the ego in itself is actually just a neutral window through which our localized field of consciousness Mm -hmm. is expressed? Yeah. In in that sense, the ego isn't, any the only flavor it yeah, holds is a printout of our, the, the 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 severity of yeah. one's conditioning. That's a good point. Well, what's interesting, you know, Alan Watts talks about this a lot, mm. and he says, and same with Krishnamurti, and they talk about how you can't there's you can't be in conflict with the ego. You can't. Um, fight against it because it doesn't exist to begin with. So when you, when you are in conflict, when you're trying to dissolve your ego, right, that actually reinforces the ego because, because it inherently doesn't exist, but now you're trying to go against it. And so that's creating it, creating it from nothing. See that to me is in my personal witnessing of what you just said to, to me it sounds like over complicating mm. over intellectualizing mm-hmm. it because to me to me in my experience i feel like the ego is just a neutral shop window of your body mm. so so it, in itself it's yeah, I like that. completely no, neutral and so whatever i feel my ego with is like cosmic intelligence or or um oh. money intelligence or you know whatever i put in my shop window yeah you know is, okay is, is what yeah i like feels that. My ego. ego is a very important the For sure. thing of ego is a super important part of function of nature yeah because otherwise i wouldn't have a fucking clue what you are right yeah <laughs> are you you have you won't have a window in which yeah. to put yourself well okay so i i think that's that that definitely helps clarify things mm-hmm. for me and then it's mm-hmm. like okay so what it is is we can ha- we can have an ego but still maintain a connection to infinite awareness, right? Yeah. So it's this disconnection from infinite awareness that's the issue, I suppose. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's what David Icke talks about, and I'm in the, of course I'm in, in the middle of one of his books. And it's, it's yeah, pretty, David Icke's crazy. About us, isn't he? I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> he's real cosmic. Yeah, he's he's quite out there, but yeah, it's quite an intense book. Mm-hmm. What one? 
Phantom Self. Phantom Self. Yeah. Talks about this. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and then the, it begs the question is like, what do you want to fill your localized field of consciousness yeah. with and totally. display to the world or give to the world? Or, totally. Uh, yeah. It's very, it's a very important thing to, to be aware of that even when you drive down the street, for example, and you see all these billboards and logos and stores, for example, that's you're you're feeling that your consciousness is like sucking that into yeah. the subconscious, yeah, right, or rather you're, it's it's being sucked into your subconscious mind, and it's it stays there, it's like recorded, and same when you know we're just walking on the street or we're talking and there you could have other people's energy in your field that I pick up on without you having to communicate anything to me. Cause I just feel it. Mm. Right. So there are other levels of reality that affect us. Even you know, be beyond language. Mm. I should say. Yeah, definitely. There's all sorts of mm-hmm. vibrations going around, sound, light, and all the invisible ones that we haven't put a name on yet, but we call them feelings. Mm. I think I think it's I think it's really important to discern what the ego is for me because I think it's so, so misunderstood and it's it's actually not helping us move forward in the conversation. Mm-hmm. What would help us move forward is like converse about what we're feeling our ego with. I like that. that that's what, that's really interesting. What what uh, Donald Trump, the, his ego is not the problem. <laughs> his ego is a window. It's just glass. What yeah. the problem is, is the, the the severity of the impressions or the karma that, or the cause and effect energy he's received over the years stored mm-hmm. in his anatomy mm-hmm. and it's filling his fucking glass box full of and projecting out into the world. Right. That's the problem. It's not the fucking ego. It's it's the it's so the the ego your in your mind is really kind of like the capsule. Yeah, a like capsule, the, bo- the body, it's a glass it, capsule it, of your body. Is it okay? Yeah, right. Because it it's it's see through, so it's it, it it allows the whatever light you store yeah to be projected yeah. out into the world. And we need it like we need air, right. because if 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 it wasn't there, I wouldn't have. We would just be one, right? The fucking universe would, would just be. Go, it's all unified. Yeah, you Every, would, exactly. You Unity. So yeah. That, so you need. Yeah, you need to have some kind of contrast to differentiate between the, exactly individual the ex- nodes of the of the grid. Exactly the different nodes. You're a different node. I'm a different node. Right. That's the whole point of existence is wanting to yeah. experience. Okay. Itself. Well, I think that's. Yeah, I I totally agree with that, mm. and I think that's a. That's a that's a strong way to describe it. Yeah. I just think it, it it forces us or puts us in a position yeah, to take responsibility. Yeah, that's definitely something for for me to to, to think on yeah. on later. But I, I appreciate that. That's yeah. cool. I think because it put, puts us in the position of what can we take responsibility for, and it, yeah, and, and I, th- I feel like it's it's a it's a it's a it's a more layered. I don't know. I think there's. A, I feel like there's fads in certain spiritual teachings as well, mm-hmm. and sure. there's things that come and go, and people don't really. Um, like it's like with any dogma or religion, people don't. It's less about the direct experience and facilitating someone's direct experience with supreme intelligence, and more about putting my idea of what I've downloaded onto them and building lots of people to follow. Because mm-hmm. that we know that's true of religion. Fuck. Mm. 
Yeah, have you ever been religious? Yeah, man, I grew up in a cult. Yeah, oh, that's was right. 24, yeah. yeah. That's a thing. So very religious. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Um, but let's wrap because it's been a great conversation. Yeah. And I feel, <laughs> the, feel like it's... The, the cult we, thing is a... We could do a whole other podcast on that. Yeah. I'm sure you've talked about it. Yeah, yeah. I've talked about it on that's previous great. podcasts. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, man. For Absolutely. For all your sharing, was, all your knowledge. It was an adventure. <laughs> and where can people ch- check you out and follow your stuff? Sure. Uh, if you're curious about learning more about VRLA, you can go to virtualrealityla.com. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn more about Mindshow, it's mindshow.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, all, all that stuff. And for, I guess, you're curious about me personally, uh, I am on Twitter at Cosmo Sharf, S-C-H-A-R-F. And yeah. And Instagram? As well as Instagram. Absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah. Now I'm a fucking stay. Yeah. (laughs)